This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. I want to continue uh, as I did on last week, this series called Preparation. Everybody say Preparation. I want to so continue in that series and along those lines today because I believe the word is going to find you where you are and I believe that it's going to be helpful to what you need to do and where you need to go next in your life. How many of you believe this? Uh, and if I can just talk to y'all for about 30 minutes and we'd be through. But how many of you believe that where you are now is not where you will remain? In many areas of your life, financially, where you are right now is not where you will remain. Where you are living right now. Anybody want to move and buy a bigger house? Yeah, where you are right now is not where you're going to remain. So in other words, you do have a next. I do have a next. Look at somebody say, I have a next. I have a next. All right. It's not only I am next, I have a next. Where I am now is just a stopping place, a stopping place. It's a, a rest stop for where I'm on my way to. I want to share a word for you in this, uh, to you in this preparation series. Familiar passage of scripture, the prophet Jeremiah chapter 29. You've heard this so often if you're a veteran Bible student and Bible reader. Uh, if you've been in around the church, you've heard this scripture. And I want to share something with you. And uh, I want you to really receive from the Lord. Jeremiah 29, chapter 10. Uh, we'll start at chapter, uh, verse 10, rather. Instead of verse 11, uh, I didn't give that to the media ministry. But amen, back it up one verse and we'll, we'll all be good. Good. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and 10. When you have it, say amen. It reads thusly. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. And perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Verse 11 is the verse of emphasis. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Verse 11, can y'all read that with me together? Come on, let's read. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I want to talk to you in this preparation series, a message simply entitled, An Expected End. And expected end. Look at some neighbor and say, neighbor, I have an expected end. Look at somebody else on the other side and say, neighbor, I have and you have an expected end. Come on, let's talk just for a moment. I have an expected end. You have an expected end. Just so everybody can get on the same page, we have been in, uh, for the last week or two, a series, a sermon series called Preparation. Can you say preparation? preparation. We've been in the series called Preparation, and the Lord has admonished me to encourage every believer to prepare for what's next. 
So often what we do is we uh, put all of the emphasis and all of the efforts on God and we expect God to do everything for us and he will. But I also discovered that not only will God do things for us, there are some things we must do for ourselves. I don't know about anybody else, but one of the type of personalities that uh, is a pet peeve to me is a lazy person. Ah, y'all pray for me. Lazy people cause me to itch. I need Robitussin for lazy people. Because to do nothing, I mean to just lag around and just expect someone to do it for you is disturbing to me. Because how many of you know that no one owes you anything? No one has to do anything for you. And in this life, if you're going to make something happen, you better make it happen for yourself. Some of y'all look shocked at me saying that. But look at your neighbor, remind them, said nobody owes you anything. And nobody has to do anything for you. Amen. Nobody has to do a thing for you. That's why when somebody is nice to you, you should say thank you for that. You should be appreciative to that. Amen. But if you want it to happen, make it happen for yourself. The worst thing that you could ever do is to hold your life or to put your life on pause, waiting for somebody else to hook you up and somebody else to make something happen for you. You've got to make it happen for yourself. And when you understand that, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that God holds us responsible. Let me say it again. God holds us responsible. You have to be mature enough to take responsibility for where your life is or where it's going to go. And in order for you to meet your goals, you're going to have to prepare yourself. To expect it just to happen, it's not going to happen that way. To sit at home all day and think that a job is just going to fall in your lap, you got another thing coming. It does not just happen like that. You have to take responsibility. The things that's going on in your life, stop blaming everybody else. Take responsibility and say, these are some of the things that I've caused to happen. People make me scratch my head sometimes because uh, they are amazed and shocked because of what's going on in their life. As if they didn't sow a seed for this. It's amazing how you just are so shocked and appalled as to what's going on in your life when you are the one that sowed the seed to reap this kind of harvest. But now you, oh my God, I don't believe, oh my God. Yeah, you, that wasn't God, that were you. That was all of you right there. You have to take responsibility. Somebody say it again, responsibility. When you take responsibility, you begin to take ownness of it. And uh, I, I, I want us to uh, uh, really understand where I'm going today because we have to take ownness of your life and take ownness of where you are and where you're going. Listen, the only one that owns me is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my head. He is my tail. He is my right and my left. He is the air that I breathe. And it's through him and it is by him that I'm able to progress into my future. But I've got to take onus and responsibility because there are some things that even God desires for me that's not occurring in my life that I have made it hindered or I have caused it not to come to pass. I need people on Sunday to tell the real truth that there are some things that God wants to do in your life but it's held up because of your own neglect. 
Mm, let's come on. Let's let's take response. Am I hitting too hard too early? Okay. So so, so there. I, I've been I've been I've been talking to people lately, and uh, uh, um, you know some of my spiritual sons and daughters, and they're just upset because the people don't do what they want them to do. You know, you know, some of y'all bossy people, I'm talking to you today. You know, people just don't do what you want them to do. You know, you have the slogan that if you listen to me, then life will just be better if you just do what I tell you. Those bossy, y'all know some bossy people? Oh, you are the bossy person. Okay, okay, okay. So, those bossy individuals in your life who just don't listen to you. And I discovered something, and, and this, is the, this is the statement and the wisdom, Sister Ann, that I've been giving to people. I say this. If people don't even listen to God what makes you think they're gonna listen to you God is still fighting for people to obey him <laughs> you understand what I'm saying God is still trying to convince us to obey him we don't even listen to God so what makes you think they're gonna listen to your counsel and your advice I know you think that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and you are the golden child I understand that but people do not listen because for their own reasons and you've got to take responsibility of yourself and not take responsibility for anyone else okay so when you understand that you have to understand that people are in a war to find out what their future is and where to go in their future and you can advise them and counsel them and they still aren't going to listen they're still going to do whatever Look, come on just shove your neighbor and say go ahead and do what you're going to do because you're going to do what you want to do anyway you know don't you don't have to listen to me you don't have to take my counsel you don't have to take my advice but also then uh i don't have a i told you so personality but also don't come running to me for an emergency when i've already advised you don't do that don't go there now you want to run and say would you help me out and now i've got to come and rescue you when you should have taken my counsel in the first place ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters look at your life and determine what part of it are you missing that god wants to give you but it's hindered because you won't listen mm -hmm. because you won't listen people go always be people but you got to make a determination i can only take responsibility and own this for what i'm going to do and where i'm going to go and so here here's here's what the lord had me to admonish individuals was that you are to prepare yourself that you are supposed to take responsibility over your own life and you're to prepare yourself for what's next somebody say prepare I'm almost through. When you look at the word preparation or prepare, it means to put in proper condition or readiness. To put in proper condition or readiness. And the Lord spoke to me and said, he said, encourage the people of God to prepare for 2019 starting now. Don't wait till January 1 and get a resolution. Don't wait till January 1 and say, this is what I'm going to do this year. You have to start putting your ducks in the row now so that when it gets here, you're already ready for what is to come. How many of you know that it's too late to prepare for something when something arrives? 
it's too late then. You've got to already be ready so that you're able, come on here, to accomplish the task at hand. Is there anybody in this room ever went out with a friend or a relative? Uh, you were driving or y'all was catching a bus or the train or something and they were taking too long uh, to get dressed or to come outside for the ride? You, you ever been had to wait on somebody? And watch this. Your preparation has now uh, been made void because the person you're traveling with failed to do the same thing you did so now you were on time got dressed on time got in the vehicle on time sitting downstairs waiting for them and they're still preparing and now you are late because they are late because they are your companion in ride Lord Jesus who in here's life is delayed because who you got with you You were on time, but who you decide to carry with you made you late. And you've got to understand there are some things you're missing out on in life because you got a late partner. Lord, help us. But I'm going to talk like I'm talking because I ain't scared to talk in the dark. Huh? You got a late person with you. But if you would dare hmm, leave them, oh Jesus, if you would dare leave them behind, they then need to decide whether they're going to do what's necessary to be on time or they're going to join you on this journey. Shake somebody like you're going to shake them out of that blue chair and say, you better get ready. You better be prepared. Tell them because I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm putting things in proper condition and I'm getting them ready. Y'all can turn the lights off so they can stop flickering. All right. So watch this. Here, 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 in, the, here in this text, I want to show you something that troubled me as I started studying this. As I started studying preparation, as I started studying being ready, as I started studying uh, understanding what it takes to be ready and to be prepared, the Lord in upon me sister Beverly he said it's difficult for you to get across the message of preparation when you're talking to people who don't have a goal preparation is not significant to somebody that doesn't have a goal to prepare for Okay, so if there is no expectation of a future, then you don't know what you're preparing. Okay, let me let me say it because everybody just had uh, Thanksgiving dinner this Thursday, so let's let's talk food. All right, can we do that? If I was cooking, Pastor Moore, and I know how, if I was cooking a beef Wellington, you understand, and they're very good. If I was cooking a beef Wellington, and I pulled out of my freezer a pack of chicken. I'm ready to cook, but I'm not ready for Beef Wellington. Okay, so based upon what the goal is, I've got the wrong stuff in preparation. Based upon where I want to go, I've got the wrong equipment and the wrong tools sitting on the counter. And for some of you, if you are ignorant of what the goal is, you are also ignorant of what the tools should be that's going to get you there. Who in this room is wasting their time in preparation because you don't have a clear indication of what the goal is? In other words, what in the world do you want to do with your life? 
hope, hope I'm not yelling and fussing, but I'm, I'm going to make you feel better after a while. There are so many people that don't know where they want to go, what their goals are. You know what your dreams are, but you don't know what your goal is. You know what you want to happen in life, but you don't know how to get there. So you've set no goals for yourself in order for you to achieve what you are expecting. And most people, let me call out a devil here. Most people are battling the spirit called depression, low self-esteem, and anxiety because the enemy has come in and played with your dreams and the future that you have for yourself and has caused you your expectations to be denied and so now you're disappointed because every time you want something to happen it doesn't happen and you've really given up on life but you get up every day and you go to work you really given up on life you come on kiss your kids but you've given up on life you get dressed but you've given up on life you kiss your husband and your wife but for real you've given up on life because you are tired of being disappointed of not having your expectations met if it ain't you you don't have to say nothing but I'm talking to you at least blink at me wink at me come on here I won't think you're flirting look at your neighbor and say neighbor expectations are the breeding ground for disappointment and that's why some people have completely lost expectation because every time I expect something it doesn't come to pass and I'm tired of crying about what didn't happen I'm tired of crying about what won't happen but ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters the Holy Ghost has spoke to me and told me to tell you that no longer will you be met with the spirit of disappointment that breeds depression he says because now all of your expectations in him are going to be met can I preach to somebody got 25 minutes the expectations that you have in God are going to be met grab somebody by the hand and shake it like you're going to shake it off and say your expectations in God will be met now hear clearly the word of the Lord because he didn't just say your expectations are going to be met he said your expectations in him are going to be met there is a difference ladies and gentlemen because the Bible says and when we read scripture clearly we leave out that part but that's a very crucial part the, the Bible did not say that David encouraged himself no 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 you gotta read that he said David encouraged himself in the Lord his God in other words he could not just merely with his own strength encourage himself he had to be in God in order to encourage himself in a discouraging situation the scripture says in him I live move and have my being which means I don't just exist outside of God I have to be in him and so the Lord says your expectations are going to be met but they're only going to be met when you are in him yes sir oh I'm talking like I'm talking because I feel God doing something look at your neighbor again and says in God your expectations will be met which means we then have to turn our focus and our attention on the Lord because we have to now require of him or ask of him, Lord, what are your expectations of me? What, 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 what do you 
have in my future. Now, many of us, many of us uh, in this room, uh, uh, um, we have some things that we would like to happen. But uh, not, not enough of us have goals for 2019, for instance. One of the goals of mine, y'all pray for me and fast and intercede and wrap yourself in sackcloth and ashes. A goal for mine in 2019 is to lose 50 pounds. That's a goal of mine. That's my goal. <sighs> y'all help me. <clears throat> help me, Jesus. Because uh, the problem is I like chicken too much. Fried, died, late to the side, barbecued. I like it all. You know, I like chicken. You know, understand? And you know, and so I got, I got to stop. And uh, not only, not only do I like food, Amen. I can cook it, so I ain't got to wait on nobody to fix it for me. I can fix it myself. But praise the Lord. But my goal is to lose fifty pounds in 2019. I said I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start on my birthday. I'm gonna start. Uh, day, no, day after my birthday. I'm gonna start. January second is when I'm gonna begin. Y'all understand? Okay, all right, so so the rest of this year, no holes barred. I'm just gonna be a fat kid with the candies in the candy store. You understand? I'm just going all out. But because losing 50 pounds is my goal in 2019, I've already determined I have to prepare myself to meet that goal. Because I have to do something. I got to get certain things in row. What I'm going to eat, how I'm going to live. I already went to the doctor uh, and get, got a checkup. And, and so all of those things in a row. I already rejoined my gym. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I've already determined that I rejoined. I rejoined my membership. So now I'm again a member at the gym of Jesus Christ of our Lord and Savior. And so, <laughs> thank you, Lord. And so I've already put things in place. But watch this. All of my Preparation is based on my goal. If I don't have a goal and I'm talking about I'm just going to lose weight, guess what? I ain't doing nothing. And many of you are not motivated to prepare because there is no goal. A goal is something, watch this, that not only has a target, a detailed target, but it also has a date attached to it. Oh God. Uh, to avoid it to be a goal, you put a timeline on it. I'ma just lose weight. Okay, yeah. All right. By when? And so I told myself that I'm gonna lose 50 pounds. I'm gonna lose it by my anniversary in April. So by April, I'm gonna shed that's four months. By April, I can take off 50 pounds. Hallelujah to God. That's 10 pounds a month, a little extra on the last month. So that's easy, that's doable. When when I move Move into and that other ten pounds ain't nothing but water anyway. Y'all ain't losing weight. You just lost water. And so, uh, so, so my goal is to do it. Now I've got to put things in place because of my goal. I want to ask y'all a hypothetical question, and those of you especially who are taking notes, what are your goals of 2019? What are your goals of 2019? You can have a lot of wishes. You can have a lot of dreams. You can have great ambition, but have a goal ladies and gentlemen then nothing is ever going to happen nothing is ever going to be any different than what it has been because you have not set any goals in your life turn around and preach to your neighbor for me and say neighbor you need to set some goals in your life there are some individuals that are not hallelujah oh God are going to see the future that they desire because they have set no goal and no goals for themselves if you don't set a goal it's not going to where are your 
trying to go? What are you trying to do? And the worst thing, Kiana, is to hook up with somebody when you are goal-driven, with somebody who don't have goals themselves. It is nothing more frustrating, wish I get a hallelujah here, than to hook up with somebody and you got something to talk about at the table, but they sitting there with a blank face, oh God, because they have nothing to contribute because they have no goals for themselves. But let me warn y'all of another type of individual that you got to be on the lookout for. It's the individual that will talk with you and you will disclose what your goals are and you will tell them what your goals are and then they turn around and say, yeah girl, because we're going to turn up when you get there and we're going to chill out when you do that and we're going to, well, hold a minute. You mean to tell me I'm going to do all the working and you're going to do all the partying with me? You got to be careful when individuals want to celebrate you on the mountain but don't want to dig with you in the valley. You got to be careful of individuals that want to be invited to the party but did not persevere through the storm. You got to watch out to those who want to leech off your blessing but never sow no seeds. You got to watch for those who want to celebrate with it but don't want to participate for it. Oh God help me what are your goals where are you trying to go what do you want to do what do you want to see in your life make today day I strike a match in you I spark a fire a flame in you for you not to just sit there and let life pass you by the devil and his bullhead mama is a liar I wish I would sit around and let everybody live life around me and I'm just watching life pass me by not enjoying God's amenities and not enjoying God's favor and God's blessing being put on hold because I just failed to dream slap somebody like they talking in church and said dream again don't just let folks live around you don't just merely exist start living don't just sit there and wait for somebody to hook you up I'm waiting to go for if somebody to go with me you better go by yourself huh Lord if I had somebody to go I get on the cruise and I will really go please honey I know how to book a ticket I know how to get to Expedia I know how to book a flight for one please ain't nothing wrong with it because I finally got to the place in my life I like me matter of fact I love me I love what God is doing in me and I won't put my life on pause for anyone because there are some things that God wants to do for you that you're waiting on folks to come along to the party I find somebody that said don't hold your life up no no don't hold your life up oh God help me Jesus I got rebuked by the Lord a couple of years back and the Lord told me he said one of the reasons why I'm not going to bless you with what you're asking me for is because you're going to turn around and bless who I don't want to bless 
I said, what? He says, if I gave you what you asked me for, you're going to turn around and be a blessing to those that I'm trying to teach a lesson. He says, and you're going to begin to distribute my blessing to those who don't even honor me. That's why some of y'all can't get a lot of money. Because you're going to turn around and write a check to a non-tither. Why would God want to honor them? So just if you're going to do it, he'll hold your blessing up because you're going to turn around and give it to them. But you got to turn around and tell God, any way you bless me, I will be satisfied and I'll be strategic in where I sow seeds and who I support. I'm only going to follow God when I get it. Come on. They're going to call you a hater. They're going to call you bougie. They're going to call you, you think you're better than us. And you're going to simply tell them, no, it ain't my blessing. It's the Lord's blessing. It's what God gave me. And if you want it, you've got to discover God's goals in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, where are you going? Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you going to do with your life? Are you just going to sit there and die? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to change it? What you gonna, how are you going to get out of what you in? Oh, Lord, help us. Sometimes this is why God, and I'm almost through, this is why God takes a long time in my life, I'm talking about me, to deliver me out of my storms. You know why it takes God forever to deliver me out of my storms? Because I'm always trying to think of ways to get out myself. Hallelujah. I don't just sit there and uh, I'm going to wait on the Lord you know y'all sound like that man who was on the rooftop because his home had flooded and there was a flood going around his rooftop and he stood on the roof and he said Lord I need you to save me because I'm going to die in this flood and all of a sudden a boat came by and said hey sir jump in we can take you to dry land he said no that's alright God going to come through for me the helicopter came and said hey sir come on you can fly with us he said no that's alright God came with me hey, God going to take care of me and all of a sudden the flood came took over the house drowned him he died got up there, got up to walk before God at the judgment and said God I thought you was going to come save me God said I did I sent the boat and the helicopter you just chose not to take advantage of what I sent you you got to understand God is sending you provision but if you're not taking advantage of the provision he's sending you don't sit there and die touch your neighbor and say don't sit there and die come on you got to be doing something God said I ain't coming through you for you Jonathan because you always trying to dig out by yourself because I refuse to stay in the pit too long. I refuse to stay broke too long. I'll stay in it for a moment but you're going to see me. Come on, doing something digging and clawing. Y'all come on, I'm like 50 cents. Get rich or die trying. You're not going to sit here and just see me die and just accept it and just let it be. Ain't no let it be. I'm going to fight till I die. I'm going to try to get out of this tooth y'all come on I told the Lord I'm glad he saved me because if he didn't save me when things got rough and tough in my life I'll be selling cars cake or crack but I'll be selling something to get out of here because I refuse to suffer but for so long y'all looking at me strange but I promise you you will not catch me sweating and, and wondering how I'm going to make it I ain't going to wonder how I'm going to make it God gave me these legs and these arms and he gave me a reason to get out of here I'm getting out of here straight somebody and tell them why you're just sitting there why you're sitting there tell them do something with your life 
Don't just sit there. Don't just sit there. Don't just sit. What are your goals? What are your goals? What are your goals? Are you ambitious towards anything? Ten minutes, I'm through. Are you ambitious towards any place? Where do you want to go? You want to go to school? Okay, great. Who have you applied? Who have you checked out? Who can give you school for free? Don't, don't, watch this. You got to understand that when you have goals, you've got to learn to embrace the word no. Because you're going to hear no much more than you hear yes. But some of you get so discouraged when you heard no, you don't even ask no more. You don't even try anymore because so many folks have told you no. But holler at your neighbor and say, this ain't the first time you heard no. You heard the word no before. Well, go ahead and ask again. When I was in sales, they said you're supposed to get a hundred no's before you get one yes. You got to understand that the no's are going to come because the yes is right around the corner. But you got to prepare yourself if that door don't open because it means it's not the door for you. It means that another door is about to open. Stop crying about doors that won't open in your life because a, a closed door is not rejection. It's direction. Who am I preaching to? The closed door don't mean you're not supposed to go through. It just means you're not supposed to go through that way. So you ought to thank God for every closed door in your life because then it made you try another door that was already prepared and opened up in your direction. Slap somebody high five and say neighbor I'm ready to get up and do something. I'm ready to leap through leap over walls and run through troops. I'm ready to take over the world. I'm ready to do something I never done before. To have something I never had before. Is there anybody in this room that's motivated to do more next year than you've ever done this year and not dwell on your limitations not dwell on your handicaps not dwell come on here because if God be for me he'll give me the victory Lord help us the worst thing y'all pray for me I need deliverance because I got a little rebel in me but the worst thing that anybody could ever do is tell me I can't do something because when you tell me I can't do it I do it just because you said I couldn't sometimes I gotta just I, it's a little rebel it's a rebellious nature but when they say don't touch it I touch it just to see just to see what it feels that's gonna burn you no it ain't gonna burn me you just you know you're just rebellious you're just hard headed you don't listen but I don't like to be told I can't when I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me what do you mean I can't ah oh, God you are to tell the individuals in your life that when they tell you you can't tell them watch me do it they told you you can't because you was a woman well watch me do it they told you you can't because you was black well watch me do it they told me you can't because you didn't graduate college but watch me do it slap three folks around your house and say just watch just watch just watch everything the haters told me I cannot do they gonna watch me do it cause the revolution will be televised they gonna watch me do it because I'm going to do what God says I can do and I will not be limited to other people's fear and some people don't want you to do it because they're afraid but look at your neighbor and say your fear will not be my disease your fear will not be contagious you may be scared but I'm not scared I've got some goals in my life that I must meet almost through I must meet them I must see them and then based upon the goal will determine what the preparation is 
based upon the goal will determine what the preparation period is. You cannot adequately prepare if you have not set any goals. Are y'all here with me? You cannot prepare because what are you preparing for? What are you setting up for? If you have not set goals, you cannot prepare. If you have not set goals, you cannot prepare. So watch this. You're going to sit around and watch the rest of us prepare and wondering what we're going to do when 2019 gets here. Let me help you. You can help me prepare, but please note, you helping me prepare. So when the goal comes, this is mine. And I appreciate you helping. Lord, help. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You can choose. You, there's two kinds of people you can choose to be. You can choose to be the boss or the person that works for the boss. Oh, help us, Jesus. You could choose to be the boss or you could choose to be the one that works for the boss. Now, I know some of you are just bona fide, certified support systems and you just want to support everybody else's dream. But there's going to come a day where you get tired of babysitting somebody else's blessing. There's going to come a day where you get tired of everybody else testifying about what they got and what they walking in and you ain't got no testimony for yourself. You got to have some goals in your life. I don't care if it's buying a house and you on public assistance. I don't care if it's buying a car and you ain't even got a card. I don't care what the goal is. Set a goal in your life and say I'm going to position myself and condition myself to meet my goals. Shake your neighbor again and say neighbor what are your goals? <laughs> Almost through. And if you don't have a goal God has one for you. God has one for you. And here in the text. So I'm through. Because y'all See the lights off so y'all think it's sleep time. The scripture says everybody who told you it's about to happen there was a lying prophet. And the reason why they're a lying prophet is because you ain't ready for what they prophesied. It's about to happen for you. It's about to come to pass for you. No, 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 it's not. It's not. He said, the reason why it's not is because you're not yet conditioned for the prophecy. So stop listening to the false prophets. This is what he said in Jeremiah 29. He says, you're going to be in Babylon for 70 years. Not a day shorter. You're going to be in this condition under Babylonian captivity and bondage for 70 years. Not 65. God about to do a quick work and in 24 hours it's going to turn around. If 24 hours ain't met the 70 years, it ain't happening. Because because Babylon is your preparation trying to preach to somebody you have to first be held captive by an enemy that you hate before you are released into a promise that you want uh, you gotta understand you gotta understand that Babylon is your preparation and you must be prepared for 70 years and not another day shorter
and until you've been here for 70 years oh god he said you might as well build houses you might as well have babies you might as well go ahead and plant your flag you might as well come on just stay here for a while set up camp because this is what you're gonna be and this is the kind of condition let me help some of y'all some of us are fighting to get out of preparation we trying to fight to get out of the season of our life that is difficult, that is tight, that is horrible. Let me help you. Let me give you a revelation. If you done prayed and rebuked the devil and told the devil to get out of your house and leave you alone and you still having the problem, chances are it ain't the devil. This thing ain't the devil. This is God. God got you in here and he said, I'm not bringing you out another day sooner. This place is your preparation place. This thing is going make you stronger, wiser and smarter than you've ever been. This thing, oh God, is going to make you praise God like you thought you could never praise God. Grab somebody by the hand and say, hey neighbor, this thing that you're in right now is going to make you speak in new tongues. It's going to make you sing a new song. It's going to make you fast and pray like you thought you could never pray. You need Babylon and you need it for 70 years. You need Babylon. You need the king of Babylon because he's going to toughen up your skin to make you ready for your promise. God, why do I got to suffer this? Why I got to go through that? Why I got to come on and toil like this? Because God said you needed it. Slap three folks around you and tell them you needed it. You need Babylon. And you need it for 70 years. Watch this. Babylon for seven days ain't do nothing for some of y'all. Because you're too tough. You're too tough to have a seven-day Babylon period. You need a 70-year Babylonian period. Because if you go in it and come out of it, you'll forget about what happened to you while you were there but how many of you can testify in this room I know what it smells like to be broke I know what it feels like and sometimes you got to live with poverty in order to really understand it sometimes you got to live with being talked about and being embarrassed the reason why some of y'all ain't coming out because you ain't been embarrassed long enough yet God said I got to get you till you embarrassed till you shame faced it so everybody know your business and they talking about you and it can't be nobody but God that pulls you out of it. Look at your neighbor tell him I need Babylon. Babylon. Babylon is toughing you up. Babylon is teaching you how to pray. Babylon is showing you God like you have never seen God before. I know tears are running down your face and Israel said how can we sing in a strange land? You gotta learn how to sing while you're in Babylon. You gotta learn how to have praise and worship while you're in Babylon. You gotta learn how to go through even in Babylon. You gotta learn how to have praise and worship while in Babylon. You gotta have learn how, watch this, when the lights go off still have church. You gotta learn how to keep on going while you're in Babylon because you're not coming out until God says you're ready. You gotta stay in Babylon until you're ready. He said, you're not coming out a day sooner. You're not coming out a moment earlier. You're going to stay here for 70 years. And then verse number, oh God, verse number 11 says this. He says, you know why? Because I know the thoughts that I think towards you, which means while you're in Babylon, he's still thinking about you. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I need about 13 folks to holler back at me and say, even though I'm in Babylon, he's still thinking about me. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. Wait a minute God but I'm 
in Babylon and under captivity. But he says the thoughts that he has about me is peace and not of evil. That means that where I am is not where I'm going to stay. But he's going to deliver me even out of this Babylonian place. Because he's thinking about peace for me. Has anybody in this room ever went through and had peace in the middle of your storm? You ever had peace and the bills weren't paid? You ever had peace and they just repossessed the car? You ever had peace and there's an eviction notice on your door? But somehow or another, you said, I'm going to lay my head down and I'm going to sleep. Because it ain't nothing I could do about it anyway. So I might as well rest in the Lord. I don't know, but when you find God in Babylon, he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Who am I preaching to? that will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed upon him he said I give you thoughts of peace and not of evil but this is the part that made me rejoice Pastor Sabrina is he says uh, that I will give you an expected end that's exciting news Sunday is exciting because it says that when I refuse to set goals for myself in 2019 that he took the authority and set goals for me himself if I don't know what to do where to go and who to go with he says in 2019 Jonathan Shaw I have an expected end for you which means that Babylon is not it which means I'm going to bring you out of it and bring you to a better place you have to endure Babylon but you will not stay in Babylon I gotta preach to seven of y'all but grab your neighbor and say neighbor say even though you endure Babylon you will not stay in Babylon that's the wrong neighbor they went to sleep find somebody else and say neighbor you may have to endure Babylon but tell them you will not stay in Babylon but say neighbor any day now you about to come out of this when the time period is over because God says I know the thoughts that I think was ahead of church towards you they are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end turn around and prophesy to somebody and say neighbor I got a word for you that where you are now is not where you're going to stay but tell them there is an expectation of God for your life that's the wrong neighbor they acting Presbyterian find somebody else that got the Holy Ghost and say neighbor I, I got a word for you that where you are right now is not where you're going to stay. But say, neighbor, weeping may endure for a night. I wish y'all would preach like pastor was home. But joy will come in the morning. I got an expectation. And God has an expectation of me. It won't be this way. Always. Wrap your arms around somebody and say, neighbor, I got a word for you. And the word is, it won't be this way. Always. Say, my God, 
shall supply all of your needs according to his riches. Oh, I feel like I'm at crown now. Up in glory. Grab somebody by the hand and send neighbor. I got a word for you. And the word is you about to come out of your Babylon. When God gets ready, he's going to pull you through it. Pull on your neighbor and say, come out, come out. From wherever you are. He said, I'll give you an expected ear. Which means even if you don't want it, he's going to give it to you anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, I didn't ask for this anointing. But he gave it to me anyway. Because it's my expected ear. Yes. Which means get ready. Because any day now, you're going to see what the Lord been conjuring up what he's been thinking about in your future I gotta close y'all good evening and goodbye but turn to somebody and say neighbor you better prepare for what's coming it's better y'all gonna say it like me say what's coming it's better y'all gonna scream like I do it say what's coming is better than what's been shot out get ready get your house in order get your children ready things about to turn around cause he know the thoughts towards me look at somebody say neighbor God been thinking about me This is the last time you're going to see me like this. Get ready. Because this is the last time my bank account going to be beneath zero. Get ready. Get ready. This is the last time that I'm going to live paycheck to paycheck. Get ready. This is the last time that I'm going to struggle to pay my bills. I will be denied from the bank officer. Get ready. Prepare now. Because this is the last time I'm going to struggle. Get on your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I wait bye bye to all of my struggles. I wait bye bye to all of my pain. Yes, I'm trading. Sorrow for joy. I'm trading my sickness for health. I'm trading my haters for celebrators. I'm trading what I don't have for what I do have. Because there is, there is an expectation. Yeah, not from the earth, not from your family. Friends, there is an expectation that comes from heaven. Yeah, eyes, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Me 
seat. Tell five people, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Tell, tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you better get ready. It's about to happen for us. Get ready. 2019, it's gonna be our year. 2019, it's gonna be what God said it would. Lean on him and say, neighbor, get it, get it, get it. I have an expected end. Because if I fail to plan, he's got a plan. He's got to expect it in. When we read the scripture, oftentimes people think that the expectation is themselves. But according to the text, the expectation is God's. Look at somebody and say, you're about to meet God's expectation. Sometimes, Evelyn, the reason why we need God's expectation is because our expectation is too small. But he said, I know the thoughts that I think in your direction. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. Here's the part I like. To give you and expect it in. Which means, Tamika, there's something specifically that God wants me to have. To give you an expected end. Lay hands on yourself and say, there is something that God wants me to have. He said, I'm giving you a particular kind of end. I don't know how you think this going to end, but it ain't going to end like you think. One of y'all preachers preached that. It ain't going to end like you think. God about to turn this story another way. He's going to give you a particular kind of end. It's expected. Now watch this. When you read it in the original language, this is a powerful text because it's saying something in particular that I want you to really, really grasp. This is why you got to get ready for your future. Miss Lane, my suit jacket. No, 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 no. Get that pillow, that pillow. pillow. All right? No, you hold it for me. Hold that pillow. You show the saints. Y'all see that pillow? Whose name is on that pillow? Jonathan Shaw. You're my name, right? Okay. Let's stand right here. Stand right there. That's in 2019. And it got my name on it. Already. I'm over here still in November 2018. Now, God says, I'm giving you a particular kind of end, an expected end. But when you read the original language, this is what it says. The end is expecting. 
Yeah. The end is expecting my arrival. So while I'm messing around here, that over there is waiting for me. It's expecting me. When they use the word expecting dawn, they use it towards pregnant women. So it means that my blessing is pregnant, waiting to go and labor for my arrival. Waiting, y'all, her wish. It's waiting for its water to break just for me to get there. I got a word for my seven screamers. Whatever you do, don't die in this year. Because there's something waiting. Whatever you do, don't die this year. Because there's something expected. There's something expecting your arrival for next year. There's something something waiting on you. God already planted it and told it to expect your arrival. Now, go over there. Go over there and try to take the pillow from him. Try to take I don't care who tried to take what got your name on it. You can't have it. It's expecting my arrival. Look at your name and say, it's expecting me. And it won't be released for nobody else but me. Which means you have the combination. You have the kind of worship that can loose what belongs to you. What God has for me, it is for me. And can no devil in hell. say it's expecting you it's expecting you it's expecting you I don't know who I'm preaching to but it's expecting you lean on somebody else and say again whatever you do don't die this year something in the next year waiting for you it's expecting you're right which means I told you last week the exit of one thing is the entrance to a new now he says I expect to give you a particular kind of end he did not say it was the end it's just the end of this I got a word for 20 praises and screamers that your trial has an expiration date. Your, come on here, your storm has an expiration date. It ain't gonna be like this always. Just as they stamped the date on a milk carton, that's the date that this thing gotta end. God said, I've already told it to end. I already told it to stop. Look at your neighbor and say, this has an expiration date. 
and it cannot be used beyond the expiration date. Which means when God tells it to end, a new thing gonna begin. I said when God tells it to end, that means a new thing gonna begin. He says a word to y'all. Behold, I do a new, a new thing in you. And it springs forth now. All you gotta do is get. Here's where I go back to my seat. There is a particular kind of end. And this ain't it. Somebody say that to yourself. Speak it over your life. Say, this ain't it. This ain't it. Know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. To give you the end that's waiting on you. To give you the end that's pregnant with you. To give you the end that I preordained and prophesied that would come. And though you got discouraged in the middle of it, thought it would never get here. 70 years is up. And there's a particular end that must be met. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know how to prepare for the goals you set then prepare for the goals that God set gotta go I have failed to set goals matter of fact I don't even know what I want to do I don't know if that's you that's cool because you don't know how to prepare if you have not set a goal but since you don't know how to prepare because you haven't set a goal prepare based upon God setting a goal and according to this text, he says, I have a particular kind of end for you that's in mind. How do I prepare for a goal that God set? Here's what you do. You praise him. You worship him. You trust him when you can't trace him. You come in here in this church and shift your praise in third gear like you done lost your mind and you honor him and bless him like all your bills were paid, like all your questions are answered, like all of your problems are solved. You come in here and bless him and glorify him because when you do it, it's preparing you for what's expected for you. I don't know anything else to do but to praise him and worship him. And it's preparing me. It's conditioning me for what is to come. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't even know what's coming. I don't even know. Tell them, I don't even know how much it is. I don't even know. But all I know is that it's coming from God. And if it's coming from God, that's good enough for me. If I was you, I would start throwing my hands up and opening my mouth right now. Because if it's coming from God, it's good enough for me. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.